Now, we all know that Martin can metabolise a pint in five minutes, but I bet even he wouldn't turn his nose up at getting free beer delivered to his door. Yes, our friends at Beer 52 are offering our listeners a free case of eight unique craft beers. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF and cover the postage of $5.95. Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club. Even Big Mandy is welcome, but not Colin. He's an utter bozo. Each month, members are sent a crate of beer with different themes. Don't like dark beer? Then choose the light option. Comes with a magazine and two snacks, BLT and crumpets not included. Don't be a cockwomble. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF to get this amazing offer. That's www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF. The following podcast contains strong language, like, what the actual fuck? I'm Martin McClue. What the actual fuck? Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow? This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hey, what the actual fuckers, and welcome to WTAF of This Country podcast. It's another Top Trumps episode. I'm here with my trusty colleague, Neil. Hello, Pav. You're right. I'm fine. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, I'm all very well. It's always, it's, it's still strange, isn't it, doing it this way? It really it, is. It is, but you I know. Mean, we're getting used to it, but it's when you ask me, hello, Neil, I always <laughs> feel like, oh, hi. <laughs> Well, but, also, we've got away from this thing where I was giving you like this big lead up, weren't I? Yes, no, that's, that's very, that for a very while, true. So. Okay, uh, with us this week um, is the person you have never heard speak before. And uh, it's uh, our honour to have the one and only Colin Wakeman with us, ladies and gentlemen. Right Hooray! 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 Hello, how are you? We're very well. He does speak. He does I do speak. speak. <laughs> I do. Now, before we get on to uh, Colin's top Trump's card, um, let me first say we're number 46 in the Norway Apple podcast um, TV review yeah. charts. Straight hot off the press, that is number 46. 46 um, in Norway? Oh, we're 46. hit with the Nordics. <laughs> Hit with like the Nordics, that. indeed. Uh, and we want to say hello to our new Patreon peepers. That's Wendy Wiltshire. Hello, and, Wendy. And Nick Disleris Beck. Wow. Hello, Nick. <laughs> so, hello, Wendy. Hello, Nick. Thank you for being Patreon peepers. Yes, thank you so uh, much. And if you would like to become a Patreon oh. peeper, go to patreon.com forward slash WTAF and you would get your own little shout out on the next podcast. Uh, now, Kaylee was last week's card. So these are the final scores for Kaylee. Uh, got range 31. Peeper 71. High in the peeping rates there for Kaylee. Mm. Random Acts of Kindness 40. Cockwomble 56. And Having a Laugh 25. So there you go. Very high in the peeping stakes there. That's uh, all roughs and green sleeves that I think does that for her. Yes. Um, 
But now on to the main event. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have Colin with us. So it's very nice to have you with us, Colin. Thank you very much. And um, I think, well, well, we'll actually start now. How did you get involved uh, with this country? Did you audition for that part? Uh, I did audition, um, but it was quite strange because I basically trained to be an actor way back in the 60s. And I just didn't pick up the profession. I did, I did two years training in London. Uh, then my mum died. Uh, and, and, and I was in a single parent family at the time. I was about 17. And she died. And so I had to go out and get a job. And there wasn't much, you know, acting work around. So I just basically went off and did other things. And then basically what happened was I watched this country, the first series, and at the time, I was working for the BBC. I'd worked for the BBC for quite a long time. And I looked at it and I thought, I would love to get into that. And, and when I thought about it, I mean, they had a lot of actors that, you know, had never acted on television or anything before. So I dropped Simon Mayhew Archer a little note saying, can we have a chat? He subsequently invited me to an audition. And I actually auditioned for Arthur. Oh, right. Uh, and, there, and there was another character that never got used uh, in the end. And uh, I, I, you know, I, as I left the auditions, I saw um, David, uh, you know, who is Arthur. And I thought to myself, I know you. <laughs> and uh, he was perfect. And so I thought, I know I wasn't going to get it. But then they, uh, Simon contacted me and he invited me in. And he said, well, you know, we'll give you something to do. So it was a small part. I mean, they made me look an idiot, but <laughs> well, I mean, a bozo. Kerry even calls yes. you that you're a bozo. I mean, it does. has anybody like noticed you in this? Well, I suppose maybe not noticed you in the street at the moment because nobody's going out. But has anybody yeah. ever called you a bozo to your face? Nobody's called me a bozo. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I think unless you do quite a bit of the, you know, the, the talking and, and you've got plenty of lines, you're not really noticed. And he, he's only in it quite briefly uh, each time. So, yeah, I don't get I don't get too many fans, uh, you know, outside my house. But there you go. <laughs> I'm I'm surprised about that because because to me you're like you're, you're one of the cult and I did say cult. You're one of the cult. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're one of the cult characters. Yeah. It's yeah. always like it's it's that universe building that you're not just there for a tiny little bit. You you dip in and out every so often, yeah. which I think is lovely to see. Yeah, he was in it four times, and um, uh, so the, the bowls club, and then later on in you know some of the other. Um, uh, situations he's really the sort of third old boy i mean you've got your arthur and you've got your your Len and they're very aggressive and very sort of uh interesting characters he's the complete opposite absolutely he's just he's just basically or on face value he's different yes um we might find out a bit differently later but <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we will i'm there sure may we be, will. there may be something there i will see maybe <laughs> maybe um, right. Well, we will go into the backstories that we've we've come up with. Neil, I think you were going to go first, weren't you? I can go first for you. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Fire Be away, prepared, then. Colin. Be prepared. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready for anything. Maybe not this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Colin first surfaced in the 1700s in Royal Berkshire. No one knows where he came from 
or from whom? In the 1800s in Reading, Berkshire, he caught the attention of one Oscar Wilde, who became fascinated with him and the fact that he didn't age. Wilde eventually wrote a book on Collins' life, but changed the names and called the book The Picture of Dorian Gray. (laughs) (laughs) After this fame, Collins disappeared for a long time, only to re-emerge in the village in the 1970s, being friendly to all, even Len. Things took a turn for the worse, though, in the early 2000s, when Collins' picture went missing from Len's lockup, where it had been stored for safekeeping. (laughs) (laughs) Colin has vowed to find it and restore it so he can reverse his ageing, suspecting strongly the pair Kerry and Curtin are involved. Yeah. Watching them closely to see where they have taken and put his picture. Thus, the story goes Oh, that's very good. Goodness me. Right. I can dream that one up. (laughs) (laughs) Right then, let me go next and we'll we'll leave you to finish us off, Colin. That's, that's not a good yeah. way of putting it. Uh, it <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got Colin has lived in the village all his life. As a child, he had a best friend called Giles. They would spend all their time together playing in the forest or just walking around the village exploring and having adventures. They would always dare each other to do things and they made a pact that they would always have to do the dare. The only way they could move on to the next dare was when the other person would state, I'm happy you've done the dare. One day, Giles dared Colin that he couldn't go through the whole day without talking to a single person. Colin accepted the dare and the day continued. Every time someone spoke to Colin, he would look back blankly and not say a word. Giles would be in stitches, crying with laughter. Then disaster struck as Giles was attacked by a malevolent crow. He didn't survive, unfortunately. Colin was heartbroken, so much so, as tribute to his childhood friend, Colin has not uttered a single word for decades, as his friend never said, I'm happy you've done the dare. Well done. <laughs> there you go. That's very good. So that's that's a man why... that follows a dare through. <laughs> yes. So for, for decades and decades, he's not said a word. Wow. Uh, wow. There you go. Well, there had to be a reason for it. Originally, when we first thought this idea up, I thought that Colin was a a spy, that he was has seen so much that he's shell-shocked and he can't talk. But we've had so many spy stories in all the other characters that I thought, mm. no, we're going to have to change it up. Uh, right then, Colin, what do you think? Well, I'm going to give you what I believe for, you know, is his background and his backstory. So it's not quite as extreme as what you've just found. No, that's fair enough. So Colin Cresswell, he was born and brought up in Stone-on-the-Wold. And his father was a master baker, had a successful bakery in the town. And, uh, you know, that was how he, he, you know, that that was his start. Uh, He was an only child. And he was largely quiet, thoughtful, but also extremely shy. Uh, At school, he struggled a bit with being in groups of people, but he left school with pretty good results. And, you know, know, he's got reasonably good intelligence, let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, After leaving school, he went straight into the family business and he became an apprentice baker under his father. And... As time went by, he he was more and more involved in the business. And then eventually his father died and he took over 
the, the bakery business in Stone the Wold. So uh, that's that's the beginning of it. Uh, once he got the shop, he needed somebody new to do the front of house. Uh, he was good in, he liked being in the, the back, in the kitchen, out of the way. He was quiet. He liked it like that. Didn't have to meet a lot of people. So he had hired a young lady of similar age called Linda. And Linda was a confident, outgoing, attractive uh, person, very chatty. And they worked together and eventually uh, they formed a partnership. Um, and, uh, you know, I think uh, that, that and, and they got married, basically. Uh, so it was all fine. They, had, they got married. They had two sons. They lived in a nice house in Stowe. It's all very boring, but, you know, that's very nice. Uh, all was good or so for 25 years, whilst the two boys lived with them. But, of course, they inevitably moved away. But Colin was absolutely in love with uh, Linda. He doted on her. But then disaster struck and for him and an incident occurred in 2008 when Colin decided to shut the shop up early and he went home to surprise Linda. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was him who got the surprise <sighs> when he walked in and heard noises and laughter coming from the upstairs bedroom. He found her in bed with another man. No. <laughs> Terrible. Thankfully, not Martin Mucklow. I was just about to ask. <laughs> <laughs> he might have been there before, I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, the trouble now is he found this man in her bed. Now, Colin was a very shy, very quiet person, would never get involved in fights or anything like that. But finding that situation, he absolutely went berserk. He basically dragged the guy out of the bedroom, pushed him down the stairs, which injured him, went downstairs, picked up a poker from the <laughs> room, and he started hitting him across the body with it. <laughs> so eventually Linda, you know, got him off of him. And uh, he could have killed the guy, basically. he It was the first and only time he absolutely lost it. So, you know, he's quiet and he's, you know, but quiet people can be very, um, can, be, can yeah. be wary so, of the quiet ones, yeah. Absolutely. So basically he, uh, he and Linda divorced. And he ran the bakery until 2017 when he sold it. He retired to a small cottage in the village we now see in this country. And nobody knew anything out, uh, about him or, uh, or the court case from years earlier in that area. So it provided him with a fresh start. We're nearly there, folks. Don't worry. Keep going. <laughs> Initially, he had no friends in the village and rarely went out, mainly just for shopping. But things started to change for him when a kind neighbour, worried about his apparent loneliness, mentioned this to the vicar. And one day, the Reverend Francis, uh, Francis Seaton turned up on his doorstep. Since then, and with the vicar's help and encouragement, he started to participate in village life, firstly by joining the bowls club, uh, which he's not very good at. Uh, and eventually, of course, he also went on 
to be in the Vicar's Book Club, and he's seen helping out the Harvest Fair. So I'll stop it there. There is a little bit more about what he thinks of people in the village and so on, which we might come to, and the fact that he has got a bit of a love interest oh. in the village. So who is his neighbour, or are you, are you not able to say? No, this was a neighbour that not featured. It's just one ah, of them. Ah, right. He just lived in the village. It's nobody we see on the screen. I see. Well, I think that was wonderful. Round of applause. <laughs> yeah, round of applause for that. Very it was good. a bit ordinary. <laughs> no, I must admit, I, it, it makes me fall in love with Colin like a bit more. Yeah. The fact that he's gone through all this, all this pain, and um, it's actually made me change one of my scores straight away on my. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Which we were quite. I was going to say, he, he could potentially be, I don't know if you've ever watched the Bates Hotel, he could be a bit of a Norman Bates, I think. Yeah. I think he could be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he's a bit like an iceberg, isn't it? It's like, there's only like one third of him above the surface, the rest of it is all well, under the surface. It. Yeah. Yes, it is, very much so. Indeed. Right, let's let's work out some of his scores then. So, right. um, got range. So, in a fight, originally, I had him down as 10. I thought, no, he wouldn't hurt a fly. I've bumped that up to 40 now after Colin's um, story because I think, yeah, I think he could potentially kill somebody if he's wronged that way. Somebody, something, he got something taken away from him that was dear to his heart and it's the only thing that's going to push him over that, that barrier. But once he's over that barrier, he's like a unleashed animal <laughs> he could be yes he absolutely be. so yes, I'm, gonna, I'm, be. I'm gonna give him 40 um neil what what are you gonna go for, for well got, i had him down range? as 70 wow right? well well because of my story because if you think about it you're immortal until you lost the picture yeah which kerry and curtain so you would have been 100 because <laughs> you'd have yes. always won yeah, is it uh, but, is it like a Highlander thing? Is the only thing that you can kill him is like having his head chopped off? No, it's the the picture, isn't it? Oh, you, the Dorian Gray, of course. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Of course. So he's lost the picture, and he's yeah. poor up. Colin, I'm sorry, but you've started aging since Kerry and Curtin have got it. You need to get that picture back. <laughs> and I look it. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. But okay. yes, that's why I had you right up there. Okay. Okay. So, that's fair enough. Colin, what do you score? Well, I, I'm like you, you see, uh, in the sense that I wasn't sure where to score him because here's a guy who you would say would never get involved in a fight. Exactly. Never has. Mm. Never has. His whole life he's never been in a fight except for one massive incident. So how do you score that? I actually scored him at 34. Okay. Because I thought very similar to you. And I think... Um, I think that probably, you know, covers it a little bit. He's you could easily though say he's a ten, you know, from yeah. day to day. But he does get wound up a lot by people. So something could happen. If I, he I, Yeah, you know. I think if, if if his switch gets switched on, yeah. It's like you said that that you know, he could have killed that guy with the with the poker. Yeah, uh, he could have. And he could, yeah, he could easily go on a rampage, you could imagine. He just, he, <laughs> You know, but if you if you look at him the way that when or when when Kerry's having a go at him, saying, "Oh, everyone thinks you're a bozo," he yeah. walks away. He walks yeah. away. He doesn't want the confrontation. No. But you could imagine that if he actually stood up and no, I've had enough of this, and then he, he confronts Kerry, 
It could be a bloodbath. Yeah. It could be a bloodbath. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Yeah, he, he's he just you can't be sure about people no. like that. No, no, I don't think so. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, uh, some sort of poker around in his belt, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> or maybe he is just a lethal weapon himself. Yeah. You know, his his hands. You know, he could kill someone with his thumbs if he wanted to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, right, peeper. Uh, Neil, what did you put down as a peeper for Colin? Right, well, Colin's not a peeper at all. He's a lover through my story. You know, he's been around for decades and centuries. So I've got him low at 30. Okay. Yes, he's purely a ladies' man. Still is, Colin. Still is. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So he's not a peeper at all. So 30, yeah. 30. And Colin, what's your score for a peeper? Well, I just, I I agree, he's not a peeper at all. I I, I was going to put a really low score in, but I put him in at 20. Okay. Uh, That may be a really low score, but that's the score I thought would be about right. But Mm. yeah, he's no peeper. Well, it's funny. So you went thirteen. You went. You went twenty. No, I've gone for ten. I think he's right. even lower than everybody else. I think totally that he's not a peeper. I think he is. He is one of the good guys to 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 put it in this country yeah. music parlance. That I think he's one of those guys that you know he had a loving wife. I'm going to go straight from colin's backstory that that's for me now is that's gospel that is what it is so you know what i mean so he only had eyes for linda and it was that was that was it and i don't think he 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 cares about anything else and now he's been wronged by linda and whoever that man was and probably martin mucklow because you know if linda's going to be like that she's probably been seen to by mine well, we, we know what he's like don't we <laughs> we know know what he's like um, so yeah so i'm i've gone i've gone 10 for that so i think that's a pretty um mm. a well, pretty fair score there yeah i wouldn't disagree no absolutely right random acts of kindness uh colin what have you put for colin well, he is a very kind person i think he, when you look at him, he helps out of the, you know, uh, the harvest fair. He, you know, he does things for the vicar. So I've actually think he's. I've actually given him a very high score here. I've given him a ninety-two. Wow. Because I think 92. he's lovely. He's lovely. <laughs> I think I. I mean, I completely agree. I mean, I didn't go quite as high. I've gone seventy. For yeah. his, uh, for, but I think it, for the reasons you've just said, he's helping out. Um, he may not be forthcoming with a lot of um, information, or he may not want to get involved, like with the book club. Um, yeah. The vicar asks him a question, and he just shakes his head in that sort of that sort of sweet little way, like I don't want to get involved. I just want, to... but he's happy to be involved. Yeah. And I think for some people, you know, he's one of those guys that I think is happy to make up the numbers of things. He doesn't want to be the person organising everything. He wants to be one of the minions is probably not... Of, he not enjoys a, being there, but not participating. Yeah, yeah. Or, or he likes helping out, but he doesn't want to be the guy or the person mm. at the front. He doesn't. He'll, he'll nev- would never want to be Lord of the Harvest. He never wants to be where the, the, the spotlight is shining down on him, but he's happy to help out, which I think is sweet. Yeah, and I think he's a trier too, because if you think about the bowls club, I mean, he gets the piss taken out of himself a lot there. In the book, it talks about him having been Wally of the Week for 34 weeks in a row. That's right. right. um, He he can't play bowls very well. 
uh, he, Arthur winds him up and they hide the, the, the bowls balls and mm. he doesn't get too flapped about it. So I think uh, uh, he just, it, it, nothing much faces him really, I think. So, yeah. But I also think, uh, no, knowing from when my parents had a pub, that there's always one or two people that are there that is always the butt of everybody's jokes. Yeah. And they and they love it. They love it because they are the butt of the joke. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That they are. Yeah. They're they're, in, they're not just sat in the corner on their own. They're involved, and that just that is what they love. They they don't want to be centre of attention, but they are part of a joke and part of the gang of coming here. Oh yeah, you know, let's yes. cut your tie off or let's you call you Wally of the Year. And yeah. I think I think Colin loves that. I think yeah, he, I, I agree. I think he just it, you know he he, he doesn't mind. No, really? no. Uh, Neil, mm. what was your score? 75. Oh, okay. I had him high. Colin exudes happiness and uh, and um, kindness, doesn't he? Even when, you know, even if he is being called Wally of the Week for the last 32 years, he's never horrible, is he? So, well, yes, kindness is... Yeah. <laughs> 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 but, no, he is. He, he's uh, the epitome of kindness, I think, in the village. So, yeah, 75 for me. Good exactly. Scores. Good scores. Uh, so that leads us on to Cockwomble. Uh, now, we we all think that, or we don't all think, but he is classed as a bozo uh, by Kerry. Yeah. Uh, how much of a Cockwomble do we think he is? I've gone for 15. I don't think he's a Cockwomble. I think it goes hand in hand with random, you know, how kind mm. you are as to how much of a Cockwomble you are. So yeah. I've, I've gone 15. Colin, what did you... Score. Well, I I wasn't too sure about this because when I looked up Cockwomble, I, I I listened to the to the program you did with um with Mark playing Terry, and he was uh, telling you, uh, you as I recall that he looked up Cockwomble in the dictionary. <laughs> yeah. I looked it up and found about three different versions of what it is. So to me, he's just someone who's a little bit foolish, a little bit. He's not obnoxious, which is one of the words they use. He's not big headed. So I think he's probably, I gave him a 40, but it probably should be lower, but I I gave him a 40 because he has got, he is a bit, sometimes a bit, uh, what's the word? I can't think of the right word, but he, he, he perhaps should stand up for himself more, but doesn't. And, and maybe yeah. that's what's great. Yeah, I think, I think you're absolutely right the thing is i think if somebody i mean 15 is probably too low as because i think everybody needs a little bit of cock wombleness in their yeah. character i think you'd be a bit wary if somebody was a zero cock womble that there's something a bit weird there yeah. if, they, if, they, yeah. if they're that low you know neil what did you put well i originally put 15 genuinely oh, yeah right. genuinely um are you keeping at that or are you no i'm gonna put them up to 20 because like you say everybody's got that little bit of cock wombleness in the side of them you know, probably using the poker like you did was probably a bit cockwomblish, wasn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. So, was it? Because that was a that was a crime of passion. It was, but if to you go that home, far, if with you the came poker, home, I don't know. I I would completely say that he was he was totally in his rights to do that. I think I would throw him down the stairs by all means, but to carry on whacking him over <laughs> and over and over again with a poker, it's well, got to be a little bit cockwomblish. Yeah, well, he's certainly got he got a three-year suspended sentence mm. to get to oh, show wow. for it. So you, you've got to take that into account, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and the thing is, he's he's. I'm assuming he's never done anything like that 
since, has he? He's never. Well, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're waiting for this country, the movie. Well, Colin's <laughs> rampage. Well, yeah. Colin turns up in Line of Duty or something. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. He is H. <laughs> yeah. I, I've got no idea what you're talking about because I don't watch Line of Duty, so I got get no on idea it. What, what yeah, brilliant. Is brilliant. it fantastic? Yeah. I know. I shouldn't say that because we've had Craig Parkinson on the podcast. Uh, but there you twice. Go. Uh, twice. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, it's, it's a great show. I love it. It's fantastic. Whatever H. Yes, because Craig's doing the podcast at the moment. He is. So. He, he is indeed. He is indeed. Um, okay. The, the final category, having a laugh. Colin, what have you put for that? Well, he doesn't have a lot of laughs. He's quiet because he's quiet and he keeps himself to himself. If somebody tells a joke, he doesn't always quite follow it. Mm. I'd give him 30 because there is a little bit of humour there, I think. But I wouldn't certainly go above that. He's he's too quiet. He's he's a bit too serious, perhaps. So, yeah, I think he could have a laugh in the right situations. If he had a drink or two, maybe. Right. Okay. Okay. Sort of, you know. Loose, yeah, loosen up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Neil, what have you put? Forty. I've got him down as forty. Um, <clears throat> from my own story was that he always used to be able to have a good laugh. <coughs> Excuse me, but while worrying about where his picture was, is lost his ability. So, <clears throat> you know, but still, like Colin said himself. He's a quiet one, isn't he? He doesn't always have yeah. the laugh with everybody else. So it, it fits both ways. So 40 for me. Yeah. Um, I went for 10. I, I don't think he's, he's... I think he's sort of had the laughter sort of like ripped out of him. Whether you take yeah. my, my story or take Colin's story or probably even your story as well, Neil. Mm. I think he's one of those guys that he's happiest when he's part of a group, even if people are using him as the butt of the joke. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, but I think in his day-to-day, because there's not many, I don't think I've ever seen him smile in the show when we when we no. see him. You know, I think he's mm. he, he's obviously enjoying the book club, um, but he doesn't, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to pick the next book. He doesn't, <laughs> he's, and, and I must admit, I think that's my favourite moment of Colin, <laughs> is the look on your face when, <laughs> when, when the vicar asks you that question, and it's like, it's very childlike for me. I find it is very child- like you just don't want to. No, I yeah. don't. Wanna, I I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk. And it's so cute. So yeah, I've gone ten uh, for that one. So um, right. Uh, can so, I just say? Yeah. Can I just say that was interesting that scene because um, that they you know that's what I had to do, uh, but um, it, it was quite funny because I when they when we shot it I thought that wasn't very funny really you know the the vicar just said you'd like to talk about Jungle Book or whatever it was and he just shakes his head and I didn't think that was very funny but when you watch the actual episode the very scene before it is the vicar saying to the camera you know we've got the book club and and everyone's enjoying it and and a lot of people are getting really confident now and then that's (laughs) followed so it made him look stupid (laughs) Very good directing and producing. Yeah. So when you had the the script, then did it yeah. give you your direction, or in regards to what you had to do, or was that worked out on the day that you were? Yeah, more or less worked out. I they sent for me. Uh, I went there because I I didn't. I mean, I was trying my hardest to get you know a few lines, 
because I, I just wanted the characters to, to, you know, to do a bit more. Yeah. Um, but generally speaking, it was turn up, right, what we want you to do is this, and you do it. And uh, I just enjoyed being around it, and that, that was fine for me. But, mm. yeah, I did try, you know, I even said to Daisy one day, you know, in series three, so, you know, there are a couple of lines, but no, <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's, that's showbiz, isn't it? But, so uh, it was always planned that Colin would, ne- would never say anything then? Well, I wasn't told that, but it seems like it. Yeah. <laughs> how many days were you? Sorry, how many days were you on set overall? Oh, it was, it was just odd days. I mean, um, I was in it four times, mm. and uh, it was it was. I think I stayed over one night because we did uh, at the bowls club because one of the days got really rained off, so it was two days then. And then after that, because it's just a quick scene, I was just basically in on a day and out again. Yeah, right. Um, and so, you know, it's it's what you do. But, uh, yeah, uh, I I want them to have another series. And, and, you know, then I can maybe you're do not, more. Yeah, you're not the only one, Colin. Believe I me, you're not the only one. <laughs> I know. Right, so let's go through the scores. These are the official scores now. So Got Range 48. Um, so fair to middle in there. Peeper yeah. twen- 20, which I yeah. think is good. Uh, Random Act of Kindness 79. Yeah. I, I've got a funny feeling that's getting up close to being the top trump of Random Act of Kindness. Mm. Um, okay. Very, very, very close to it if it's not the top one. Uh, Cockwomble 25. Yeah. And Having a Laugh 27. There you go. So there you go. So now it's over to our listeners. We need your scores for Colin, please. Uh, Neil, would you like to tell us how they can do that? Absolutely. So you can nominate all your scores via social media. You can give us a follow and a like too. Just follow us at hashtag uh, thiscountrypod. Um, please do do that. Or you can email us with your score at wtafthiscountry at hotmail.com. Likewise, if you've got any other questions you want to ask, or you can go to the website, submit your vote there at wtafpodcast.com, where you can also get tickets for our final live show on November the 26th. Indeed. Uh, another question, Colin. Is there a yeah. reason? Was there a reason why your character's name was Colin? And if it was Colin, why wasn't your last name the same as your real name? Um, well, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that because I was just told uh, he's Colin, All and right. I think it was. I just think it was one of. I mean, when you when you get those four together, that is. Daisy and Charlie and Tom and Simon, they're the four that run it. And I'm sure they sit around uh, in, around a table and, and think, how can we take the piss out of this guy? <laughs> how can we make him look bad? I mean, the real problem is Simon is a, an avid Tottenham fan. I'm a Liverpool fan. He hates Liverpool with a passion. And so he takes out on me. Right. <laughs> I look at it. <laughs> well, that's that's weird because I'm a Liverpool fan and Neil wow. is a Tot- is a Tottenham fan. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. There you but go. I don't yeah. actually hate Liverpool, Colin. So. Oh, but he he does. He's got an, he's got what I call. I said to you one day, you've got an unhealthy hatred. If you mention it to him, he he always. Oh, <laughs> he's got, he's got the wrong like, team, Colin. It's like, it's like Colin finding his 
wife in bed. He's <laughs> not happy with Liverpool. He's got uh, the wrong team. It should be Arsenal he should be hating on. Well, you'd think that, but you need perhaps you need to mention this when you next I will. see him. Um, I'm going to have a chat with him. Quite and a word in his ear. As we're <laughs> recording this, we are 19 minutes away from kickoff of the second leg of the quarterfinals of the Champions League, where Liverpool, Liverpool are 3-1 down to Real Madrid. So I'm going to put you on the spot now, Colin. What do you think the score's going to be tonight? Well, I don't think they've got the side that they did before when they came back in that um, Barcelona game. I think it's they're probably going to... They might win the game, but I think they're going to lose the tie. Right. So you, can you give us a score? What, what score do you reckon? Oh, uh, what, so what's the first leg? Was, it was, was 3-1. 3-1, yeah, yeah, that last goal. So I think the finals would be uh, four, a 4-3. Wow, okay. Ooh. I don't Neil, want it to be, but I no, think... No, no. I, I think, Neil, what do you reckon? Uh, Real Madrid 4-0. <laughs> <laughs> How's that? You, you don't hate Liverpool. <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon it's going to be 2-1 to Liverpool. I think I don't. I can't see how we are not going to let a goal in. And also, the crowd isn't there. That was the thing no. against Barcelona. We had a legendary Anfield European night and yeah. the crowd mm. not being there. And we're not the same team that we were, like, last year let alone two years ago but well i think i think the loss of the big you know one of the best center halves in the world is the problem Indeed. that's when the, that's when the, the defense went and that was the problem there was such yeah. a good defense Indeed, and and Klopp, Klopp's. I know. Sorry, this has turned into football talk, but but Klopp is just too quiet on the sidelines because there's no crowd. He's normally pumping his chest and shouting as loud as he can. He's not do. He's like a different person, and I think that mm. you can see that with the with the players yeah. and stuff. But who knows? Well, he'll find his mojo again. He will do. He will do. And listeners that are listening to this tomorrow will know what the score is anyway. So there you exactly. go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, right. Um, Colin, thank yeah. you so much for spending some time with it's us. Been it's been awesome to fantastic. finally talk to you. An absolute yes. honour. So thank you so much. Um, and finally, all of the This Country fans will now have heard you speak, which is Indeed. something that the show couldn't even do for us. So we feel honoured that you've been able to speak with us. and um, We got Zoom working and everything, so that was good. Well, Actually, no, Colin, no. Yeah. one question. What would you have sounded like in this country if you were from the village? Uh, well, I did when I did the um, when I did the, the read for Arthur. I did put a sort of a uh, an accent in there, a West Country type accent. But um, then they said, "No, do it in your own accent." So wow. I don't think they like that. So <laughs> I, probably, I probably would have just done it in my own accent um, because you know you didn't know the, the guy's background. He could have been. He could have come in from London or wherever, oh, you know. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I would have done. There you so, go. Right. Um, well, can let's... I say the honour was yeah. mine to be on here tonight? I'm really pleased that I got invited. Oh, it's um, the honour's ours. Yeah, <laughs> we bowed down to you, sir. Absolutely. And I tell you what, I have to say that production and the and the laughter and the people involved in it. Uh, you know, even down to people who came along, like uh, you know, like um, Jill. She turned up at the filming, and I met her a couple of times. 
And, you know, it, it was such a great experience. And you've met them all now, so you know. Absolutely, yeah. we do. I mean, we love Jill. Uh, Jill is, is one of the real special people in the world. So, um, yeah, big shout out to Jill as well. I, I tell you what, I did wonder whether she, I don't know, but I did wonder at one point whether she was the woman who they blanked out in the, that one of the last episodes oh that's Man. a that's a very contentious issue when, uh, amongst uh this kind of liverpool fans liverpool fans don't give a yeah. shit about that uh, but, but this country fans there's so many people who, who've got different ideas on who that is one day simon or tom i'm sure will let us know who it is but they are keeping very very stum about it at the moment i know they are i don't know what they're playing at well with simon it's because he's a tottenham fan you see i mean there's no helping them really no there isn't they should they should become a red like us colin you expect me to bite you expect me to bite (laughs) (laughs) only one only one red round here, and that's Swindon Town. No, God, yeah. <laughs> what can you say? What can you say? I think we probably just say goodbye, Colin, I think. Um, okay. Anyway, yeah, so thank you very much. Um, anybody listening, please come and become a Patreon peeper and help support the podcast. Go to patreon.com forward slash WTAF. And also, if you're going to go on uh, Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating and a five-star review. That would be wonderful, because it helps other people find out about our show, which in turn then helps other people find out about this country as a whole um so that's it thank you very much to neil thank you pav thank you ever so much to the wonderful colin thank you colin thank Thank you you. colin thank you neil thank you pav thank you very much and go and get plumbed you fuckers scarecrow festival is like the most important day of the year daft cow this is just ridiculous What the actual fuck? Hi, I'm Pav. I'm Neil. We're here to tell you about our new exciting project, the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Phenomenal. That's right, Neil. We grab a guest or two, pick a subject, then bring our own Top 10s to the pod. Yes. It could be Top 10 scary movies, Top 10 swear words, Top 10 breakfast foods, anything. Oh, you saucy devil. Indeed, Neil. Our first episode will be online very soon, so subscribe on all your usual podcast platforms so you don't miss it. Yes. The Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's begin the countdown. Phenomenal. Phenomenal.